Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Century Golem Edition, designed by Emerson Matsuchi of Century Spice Road, Specter Ops, more Century Games. And the artist is Justin Chan and Chris Quilliams of Pandemics, Azul, good lord, Coimbra. <laughs> yeah, there's some Carcassonne in there. Arboretum. And 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 I stopped it once I got past the 1,000, oh, Blueprints. Ooh, Camel Up. Mm. Yeah, Camel Up. I don't know. I think it was both editions as well. Yeah, First like and it. second edition. Yeah, so he did a lot. Uh, and it is published in 2017 by Plan B Games. Uh, it's a re-theming of Century Spice Road. Uh, the description is, Centuries have passed since the first humans arrived on Caravania. Legends have been shared from one generation to the next, explaining Caravania's most exotic and rare mis- mysteries, the soul crystals. Legend has it that the souls of planet's original inhabitants were so pure that after death they were preserved in mesmerizing and powerful crystals. Simply holding a soul crystal, one could feel the essence of life radiating from deep inside. It wasn't long after the discovery of the soul crystals power that humans used them to build and activate towering golems. After many forgotten centuries, those pure souls are able to breathe life once again. In Century Golem Edition, players serve as traders attempting to collect crystals to create the most ornate and powerful golems. The Hmm. mechanics are action retrieval, card drafting, contracts, deck bag pool building, hand management, increased value of unchosen resources, and set collection. And I think we've played game. I mean, we've definitely played games with the increased value of unchosen resources. I just don't know if we've seen that mechanic on the show yet. Mm. So it's the idea that if you don't select a certain action or a resource, then uh, that resource will increase in that location until someone takes it. Mm. A good example would be Agricola. I uh, probably don't remember that one, but there's a couple of sections. Yeah, and Caverna as well. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of areas. I think there's like a food area in Caverna. There was like a wood and a food area in Agricola that if you didn't take from that location, you would increase that resource by one Mm. until someone took the location. And then it would start over from zero, obviously. So, yeah, we've played games with the mechanic. Just I don't think we've hit it on the show yet. And the box art is um, a big old golem guy, like a rock golem with crystals jutting out of him and trees on his back, uh, looking at a tree as he... As he stands over a little tiny caravan of people. Yeah, it definitely looks like it was part of a mountain that just sort of like stood up. Mm-hmm. And now it's a it's a golem. It reminds me of uh, what's that studio? Studio Ghibli. Yeah, That's what I was the thinking one. Too. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle is probably the closest. But then. No, there's one where there's like a golem, like <laughs> a Isle in the Sky or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I honestly have not. I, like, I could look at one and be like, oh, that's a Studio Ghibli film. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've seen very many. How's Moving Castle is like the only one I've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it definitely has that cartoony anime S. Yeah. I feel like anime or a manga S. The Iron mm-hmm. Giant is what it reminded me of. Ooh, that's a good uh, one too. Yeah. Uh, voiced by Vin Diesel, the Iron Giant. All right. Would you pull this off shelf? <laughs> Uh, so I'll start. I, I think the art draws me in. I really like the art. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am aware of Century Spice Road and I've always wanted to play it. Um, so I think I, I would. Yes. And I've heard of Emerson Matsushi. I don't think we've played any of his games, mm. um, but there some of his games like Reef I've wanted to try. 
Uh, Spectre Ops, I've heard, is a good one. So, yeah, I would pick it up. Yeah. I'll probably say the same again. Yeah, the art is pretty cool and uh, the same. Uh, I've heard of Century Spice Road, I think, because we probably heard it on the same podcast. I think it's one of Suzanne's. Uh, it's possible, yeah. Yeah, uh, Suzanne or Mandy's uh, top ones. But yeah, so I'd be curious. And yeah, I, that golem just makes me. Oh, he looks so cuddly. Yeah. Yeah, the uh the art the art's winning me over on this one. Um I like the description too. I love I love a good caravan. Um <laughs> the name though is probably why I haven't picked it up to this point. Like Century Golem Edition just sounds yeah. so dry. Like it does yeah, not it's a, fit, it's a weird... fit the art, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, like, when you were reading off the description, the thing that popped in my mind was not this picture. I immediately thought of the kind of the backstory to the Diablo games, because it was like, you know, you you hold this crystal and this crystal holds the, the element of a pure soul. But in the very first Diablo, when you defeat Diablo, your character like takes a shard, which has Diablo's essence, I guess, and shoves it in his forehead and then eventually gets corrupted by that crystal and becomes the Diablo that you fight in Diablo 2. And this has been an episode of the Diablo fancast. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that, 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 for whatever reason, that's what popped in my head when you were reading that off. Yep. <laughs> that's things do in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just take weird tangents. BP, how do you think Diablo is played? <laughs> um... Well, I've never played Diablo, so there is that. Um, but let's see. Uh, let's go back to... Well, the good thing is, is you can know nothing about Diablo. And, and be able to play this game. It won't affect yes. anything. Okay, action retrieval, card drafting. Okay, deck building, hand management. So, um, well, yeah, so we're trying to create the most beautiful... Golem. So I'm assuming that maybe I guess then the cards and the set collection help us build, uh, build this golem. Are we building we're golems? Are we? Because aren't we in caravans? But it says, yeah, we're creating the most ornate and powerful oh, of golems. Okay. Yeah. So where do the caravans so, come in? Well, we're traders. So I'm guessing like maybe that's where the set collection comes in. We're going to be taking things. Uh, card drafting, if you will, uh, to be, uh, there's nothing that says we're going to be trading though, but we're going to have to, uh, I guess, eventually find people who have our, okay, um, I think I know. So you got caravans that are going around the world and as a golem, you got to pick up a tree and smash them. Okay. And then you get the goods, (laughs) which can then improve your golem. I I feel like your description, you went darker than the description. (laughs) I just looked at the box art and I was like, what is that? What is that guy going to do with that tree? And then I was like, well, those people are in trouble. Yeah. But I don't, based on the picture, I'm going to say they don't, you don't, we, we, we won't be purposely smashing the caravan. It will always be on accident. Yes. This golem does not look like it hurts people on purpose. This golem on the box art, he looks like a stone cold killer. Get it? Cause he's, cause he's. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this will be our final episode. We will not be recording anything else. I quit. <laughs> so the history of golems attacking caravans. Uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> that is the thing. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, I, I mean, kind of. Uh, maybe not caravans in general. But so um, 
Golems really, uh, from what I dug into, I mean, the first one, of course, that popped into my mind was, of course, the golem in Prague. A Prague, yeah. Yeah, which is probably one of the most famous stories of, of a golem. And they're really attached to most specifically uh, Judaism, Jewish traditions, um, and especially Jewish mysticism. Um, some of the earliest uh, editions of the Talmud uh actually have even Adam being kind of created as an early form of a, a golem, right? So without uh, kind of like this creature without a soul. Um, and eventually these creatures have to all be made out of mud uh, and usually created by some form that it, of human who is either very close to divinity or of divine right creation itself. Um, and so that's kind of the, the really old uh, versions uh, that started in very early forms of uh, Judaism, uh, but probably gained more, not probably, it, uh, these ideas of golems and kind of what we now see as right, these uh, usually very rock-like creatures that are uh, kind of like almost autonomons, right? That are um, animated for a short period of time and can be sometimes, you know, controlled. Those stem from uh, Jewish mysticism, especially in the medieval period. And uh, some of the earliest ones were in about the 1300s, mid 1300s. And of course, with the most famous uh, being the Golem of Prague, which was most prominent in the 16th century. And so uh, that one has a rabbi um, who right, uh, created this Golem to help protect the Jews within the community in Prague against anti-Semitic attacks and pogroms. Um, and so sanguination, wasn't it? Because they were accusing the the Jewish people of, oh, of, of the, sanguination, like the stealing blood the libel. blood, yeah, blood mm -hmm. libel. So again, another pretty long tradition of accusing and persecuting Jews along those lines. Um, anyway, the golem uh, would move about normally uh, Friday evenings. Um, would take, of course, it rest on Sabbath. Um, and uh, there's all these different versions of uh, the legend, um, but no versions have been found of this golem. Supposedly, though, it still has its remains. You went. Yeah. So the old synagogue is or the synagogue where it allegedly was built. Mm -hmm. The old synagogue in Prague is still in the Jewish quarter in Prague. Mm -hmm. So you can go and visit it. And then there's a, a Jewish museum, Jewish like as a whole, but they had a big section on like uh, the Holocaust and World War II and stuff like that. And what happened to the Jews that were in Prague during uh, World War II. It was good. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the golem was created to help defend uh, the Jews against attack. And I'm sorry, it was that he was deactivated, obviously, on Friday nights uh, because prayers in Jewish tradition began Friday. Friday night. The Sabbath actually begins sundown Friday yeah. and goes through Saturday. Uh, and then um, there's various accounts for how it then goes kind of berserk uh, and then is uh, right kind of told to um, stand down, if you will. But uh, so 
there's some controversies on, again, whether it's uh, still in action or not, uh, right, still uh, found or not. Um, but most of kind of the accounts we have uh, go along those lines. And that's probably the most famous one I've heard about. That's the first one I thought of. Yeah. There was one in an X-Files episode based on that. We have a little uh, golem statue that I got in Prague. Yeah, for me. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So you guys want to know how to play? The game lasts over a series of rounds with players taking a turn during each round to form an action. The game ends when a player takes their fifth point card or for our three player game, it will be a sixth point card. The player with the most points at the end of the final round is the winner. First player is randomly chosen, but they use the dealt cards. You'll get a special symbol. It looks like a purple crystal, uh, and that person will be the first player. And then play will proceed clockwise uh, with players performing one of four actions. So your first action is you can play a card from your hand. There are three types of cards. There's a crystal card, which you just take the number of crystals shown on the card. There's an upgrade card where you can upgrade crystals the number of times shown on the card. Uh, crystals go in a specific order. So yellow goes into green, green into turquoise and turquoise into magenta. And then there are trade cards where you can trade the crystals uh, that are above the arrow and they will turn into the crystals below the arrow. Uh, we, we are limited to 10 crystals in our caravan, but the stockpiles that the crystals come from are unlimited. So if we ever run out, we will just make some sort of facsimile. But you're only ever allowed 10. Facsimile. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so your second option is you can acquire, so you can gain a merchant card. So you can place a crystal from your caravan on each merchant card in the row from the left until you reach the card you desire and then put it in your hand. This means that the leftmost merchant card is free. And if a card has crystals on it from previous players, you gain those crystals when you take that merchant. Uh, the empty slot is filled by sliding all the cards from the right and then put, replacing the last card in the row from the deck. Okay, your, la your next option is you can rest. So when you play cards from your hand, you're gonna play them to your own personal discard pile. So you're going to take all the cards face up in front of you and put them back in your hand. That is resting. And then finally, you can claim. So to claim a point card, which are the golems, uh, return the crystals shown in the card from your caravan to the supply and then put the uh, card face down in front of you. And then we'll slide the remaining cards to the left and fill the, uh, the now empty slot with a new card drawn from the deck. Uh, if you take a point card below the pile of copper or silver, you also take one of those. Uh, and if the last copper is taken and there's still silver remaining, we'll just slide those to the left. Uh, once a player has gained their sixth or fifth for a four plus uh, player game uh, point card, the round is finished so that all players get an equal number of turns and then the game is over. You will get points uh, that are shown on your golem cards you will get one point for all silver and non-yellow crystals, yellow being the lowest form of crystal, uh, and three points for a copper. The player with the most points is the winner, and in case of a tie, the last player to have played is the winner. And that is all the rules. I thought it was going to be the last player to have activated, <laughs> activated a, golem a golem in real yeah. life. <laughs> uh, or the tiebreaker is the first person to activate a golem in real life. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and then's the rules. Well, let's play. We just finished a game of Century Golem Edition. To recap, 
BP had 65 yellow crystal points. Kiwi had 67 <laughs> green crystal points. And I won with 81 magenta crystal points. <laughs> okay. What was your winning strategy? I got cards that gave me crystals, and then I turned those into things for golems. And I okay. tried to get the golems that gave the money co coins too. Yeah, I think what's interesting is I think I ended up like going for the money ones. I ended up taking ones that were a little bit lower in uh, point value because they cost fewer crystals. But I was also doing the same thing. So like Eric and I both took four from the very far row. We mm -hmm. both had four copper coins and we both had one silver coin. So we took... It's just the big difference was is he he was able to get the last golem. bigger golems yeah. and no, actually, the last golem. I think the last golem was it because if you had one more, you would have been the same score I had. So I think that's, that's kind of whoever gets the last golem is probably going to win. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I well, think it depends except that on I only had round. but I only had four golems and I was almost a kiwi. Yeah, and so I think that leans credibility to my. I didn't have super strong golems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she went. She so. has the high number ones. Yeah, because yeah. she had all double digit golems. I think you got a balance. Like I was looking at, okay, this one's worth you know ten plus a three point coin, so yep. that would equal out to everyone else. But yeah, if you can get a twenty, then obviously twenty is a better value. Yeah. I, I will let you guys know the secret. Is getting the, the coolest ones, the ones you yes. like the most? Yeah. <laughs> Go for the ones you like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got the sheepdog one. That's Yeah, there were a couple I definitely chose because I liked the way they look. But for the most part, I was going for ones with copper coins. Yeah, or ones that I could just get. Yeah, one, one of them I definitely was like, oh, I can get it now. I'm just going to get it now. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you think of the theme? Did you feel like a... Car caravan go golem creator i didn't feel like a caravan like i don't know where the like i guess the merchants uh and i'm i honestly was not paying super attention to the merchant art i was paying attention more to the golem art yeah. i did feel like i was collecting uh crystals to get golems so like there was that yeah. part um but i don't know about that caravan piece i mean i felt like i was getting resources to buy a card that had a resource value <laughs> That's yeah, funny. yeah. I can see why. Like when it said that this was just a retheme, I was like, okay, there's probably not much theme there if they can just quickly reskin it. And I mean, the art's pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, then if that's all you can do, I mean, yes, it 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 hits the mechanics of set collection, that resource uh, bit. But yes, uh, the art is fan. I mean, especially the golems. Like I agree with Kiwi. Like the the crystal gaining ones. Some of them actually pretty cool like uh you we noticed the upgrade ones the one with that wizard for instance uh, yeah. uh but the golems were just fantastic i think every time a golem came out we were like ooing and awing yeah, yeah so i think that goes into table presence right. oh yeah i thought we were already yeah. there so the, the 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 math the math that's in the tabletop simulator mod is a like a neoprene mat that you can actually buy from the company mm -hmm. as an mm -hmm. add-on mm -hmm. uh so like kind of like the uh, factories one yeah, the Fantastic Factory ones you were playing on last night. Yeah. Um, so I think the arts, like if you had that laid out and then you had all the cards laid out, I think even if you didn't have the mat, like if you just had all the stuff laid out, mm -hmm. um, I think it it looks really cool. And then the art is just, yeah, we, we really were. It was just like, oh, look at this one. Oh, look at this one. I think um, my big problem is that like the golem art is the best part, but then you're like, oh, you turn them face down so people can't see your mm -hmm. points. I was like, well, that defeats the whole purpose <laughs> of the golem art. There's probably a way, like if you use like the caravan art, you could you could cover up the number 
but I feel like if you played it a ton, you would just know like, oh, the the lighthouse one is worth 20 and you would just yeah, sort of know. And, I guess. But also like I think I feel like in our game group, we probably could have left them face up. Yeah. And, and not cared. We yeah. really don't like add up points. And yeah. I did. I was looking at the card stack just so I could give everybody a heads up like, hey, right. Eric only needs one more. Right. And I think that's just like a nice yeah. thing to do just so like everybody doesn't get caught caught off guard by it uh but i would be willing to bet that there are probably play groups yeah. that are just like oh eric has you know x number of points i need to do this this and this it, it would be really guarantee. easy to like do that math real quick and be even at a glance and be like oh i need to get a higher point one for the last one or something or i need to rush to get yeah. the last one because it looks like we're about even so i could see why yeah. you want to turn them upside down i just wish like maybe there's a way to overlap them so that i don't know because it, it, it yep. is the best part of the art uh, mechanics kiwi i thought the mechanics worked well there was you know there really was like an engine building with your deck that you were trying to do like yeah i'm going to do this 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 and this um i think the interesting part is is like you do that engine building over a series of turns we're in like a traditional engine building game like bp was doing it last night while we were playing fantastic factories where she was like just crushing it it was like she activated this card, then this card, then this card, this card, and this one is just like a slower engine. But I felt like the speed of the game was so fast that you really, I didn't mind that the engine mm-hmm. was slower because I didn't really feel like, I felt like I was moving at a good clip. Yeah, because I feel like with that same thing, like uh, there was one round where you guys kept resting and I was just like, like keeping to like reallocate almost all my resources yeah. with all the different cards I had. So yeah, that piece, I could, I could see that. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a puzzle there too. Like, especially, you know, depending on what kind of merchant cards you had, you know, getting five magenta crystals to get that firefighting golem. You know, I feel like depending on the cards that you had in your hand, you would have to, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a puzzle in order to, mm-hmm. okay, how do I get to this? It reminds me of the puzzle in Tiny Towns where it's like, okay, how do I, where do I need to build this in order to put it in a place that I can build something around it later? Um, So I liked that puzzle piece. I I felt like the mechanics worked well, which is probably why you're able to, but I agree with Eric, like there's no requirement for a theme here, so you can tack whatever theme, um, but the mechanics are good. Yeah. um, I think it's interesting because like, I think, the fact that it goes so fast doesn't the puzzle is more interesting because you don't have time to like overthink it because it's like back to you and you got to make a decision. I don't know how it would work in a group that overanalyzes everything. Yeah. Um, Cause that could like, I think the, the good thing about this game is that it just kept, it kept coming around real quick. And like you said, like that's what you like, but if, if people were to drag it out, like I don't know how that would be. Yeah, that's true. I feel like you'd need to have a timer set or something. I waited like three minutes to do this one card, and then I got to wait another three minutes to do another. Like, that would be kind of painful, I think. Yeah. Uh, rules. How was it uh, learning the rules for you guys? <laughs> uh, learning? Um, it seemed pretty straightforward to pick up, though. Once uh, we went through a couple rounds, I think I just reiterated what you told Eric when it was his turn, when it was my turn. Yeah. But then it just it, be- it did. It became pretty straightforward. So I think it was pretty easy to learn. And the cards were very clear. There's no words on them, but it was very clear, like, uh, you know, what you did. You take two of these, you turn them into this or you can pick up this and the you know, golems cost this. So, yeah. Yeah, Eric, what about you? Yeah, it was quick and easy. I don't... Once you said, like, the 
three things you could do. I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. The rules uh, was, I would, I imagine it came on a single sheet front and back. The mm-hmm. PDF is exactly two pages. Um, and a, and a quarter of one of those pages is, is the credits. So, uh, there's not a lot of rules to it. Uh, it was very easy to learn. I think the only thing we looked up, uh, was, uh, mm-hmm. a rule that I couldn't remember. It was just, is there a hand limit? Um, and the answer is no, because it's basically your deck is your hand. So you're playing what, a what, a what amounts to a deck builder, but, uh, Resting is the way you get your cards yeah. back. So I do think it's important to get a lot of cards early, so you just have options later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, player interaction, um, not mm. not really an interactive game. Um, I mean, no. Somebody might take the golem you're trying to build towards. I did have to. I did watch Kiwi to see. Uh, like I would glance. Okay, I want to go for this one. I'd look at everyone and be like, Oh, it looks like they're about to get that one. So let me do something different. But. Yeah, I did that once or twice where I looked and was like, oh, Eric's about to, and he's totally going to take that one. So I'm going to look further down the line and see if there's one that I can build towards later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's no, there's no like take that element. So you, there's, you can't really affect people. Uh, yeah, you can't really do the, much other than like change what, what you're going to do. Yeah, the interaction from us came from the, oh, look at this one. Or <laughs> yeah. this one's setting a forest on fire. Yeah. I don't think it's doing that. <laughs> the opposite yes this one golem is a jerk yeah um which honestly like you know sometimes i think we find that not necessarily annoying but i think it certainly depends on the game for this one because it was so quick yeah i really didn't mind that there wasn't a take that element for me um i feel like if turns were longer or uh, it took longer to get around back to you if there wasn't interaction i feel like that's where sometimes like games can get boring Mm -hmm. but it was so quick that you know, you couldn't get that that boringness from the non-interactive. Yeah, I mean, not every between. game has to be interactive. Look at your rolling yeah. rates. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you watch your tone, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you play it again? Yes. Yeah, why would you play it again? I was, uh, was going to have dead silence. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I mean. It's great. She does it every time. It's like, would you play it again? She's just like, yes. <laughs> you mean you asked the question. You don't elaborate. It should say, would you play it again? Why or why not? Um, we've done this for like a hundred something episodes. Whatever. It always is a why. Whatever. Okay. Um, yes, I would. Mostly because of the art. Um, but also because it did seem like a quick, light play. Um, and I do tend to like some of those lighter ones. I feel like there's enough puzzly piece uh, to keep the mind uh, engaged, but not too much to overburden yourself. Again, because we have a fun play group, it did go rather quickly. Um, and uh, those are some really cute golems. Yeah. And also, yes, for basically the same exact reasons. Uh, <laughs> the art's great. It was so quick. Um, the art's great. <laughs> Um, We're pretty big fans of the art. I yeah, the, I, I think it's a solid game, which is why like it's been so popular and, you know, they they're able to retheme it and, you know, still sell a bunch of copies as like a different theme. Um, there are expansions to Century Spice Road um, and having played this one, like it might be interesting to pick up the other one just to play the expansions to see like, hey, what you know, what do this what do these expansions change? And then try to figure out, like, how do I make this work for Golem Edition? Because that that would be the... I haven't seen the art for Spice Road, but I feel like if we got one, it would be Golem Edition for sure. So, yeah, I would play it again. Um, yeah, I think yes. It, 
I didn't love it. It's like a non-interactive quick puzzle game. It was fun. The mechanics like felt smooth. It wasn't anything fancy. Uh, like I like the art, but I there's other games that I also like the art in. So I, I don't know if I'd like add it to a collection or anything, but it was good. Good enough to play again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think we'll add it to our collection either. But if someone brought it out and was like, "Hey, let's play," it, I'd be like, "Absolutely!" Yeah, I think it's one of those ones. Like, I think I'd play it a few times and then probably kind of get bored with it. And it's not like the art would be like good enough. I don't want to say good enough, but like, <laughs> it's not prominent enough. I would say to like have like a, as a cool art game. Mm. Sure. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot of games. It's like yeah, I played a couple times, but after that, I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, that is uh, Century Golem Edition. Um, so if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. We're at email, uh, first turn tabletop at Gmail. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at first turncast. And the podcasting camel. I feel like, could you have a camel golem? I mean, yeah. A golem not? camel? Sure. Okay. Then uh, he definitely is. And uh, he would definitely <laughs> no, be No, there are rules like- around these things. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, camel golem uh, says, uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Ooh, snap. This one's a flamethrower one. He's <laughs> so violent. Actually, I think it's spraying water on a forest fire. <laughs> That looks like fire. Oh, I guess it's water. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I'm going to spend two greens, a blue, and a magenta and get this guy. Mm -hmm. Son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. With the the birds and Mm -hmm. stuff. The musician one is fun, too. Ooh, there's one smashing grapes. <laughs>